Good evening. Thank you, church. And what a blessing, you know, what a blessing it is, the church in my life. Before I start, I'd like to share one experience with you. I hope that will help you, and it helped me. So on the day with this uh, daylight saving ended, they added one hour that they say. So we got, we started getting ready for the church, and it's not the hour extra that added to your life that will help you to move ahead. It's your own decisions, right? It's not the clock will give you an hour. It's your own decisions what you take that will keep you ahead. So as usual, we was always again late. I have to be here by 9.30 and because my wife uh, uh, joins the, uh, uh, the choir practice, so we started 9.15 and I have to be there 9.30. I have to watch the signals so that I can cross all the signals in green. And there was one Range Rover on the right lane in front of me. And this guy was driving the Range Rover, but he was so slow. So I had to go left and then have to overtake him. But something in my heart said that he may not like it. And I just saw into the mirror and I realized he was must be talking to someone or himself that this guy does and then went him. I realized he's not happy with that. And I was like, man, I, I have to take this decision. And then I came and I reached on the time at the church. I parked my car. My wife went outside. My son went. I slowly, slowly came out of the car. I, and that thought was always in my mind that, hey, someone was not happy when I drove. But more than that, when I parked my car and I saw the label on my car, which had a Mount Victory Baptist Church, imagine what do you think that guy must be remembering? My number plate? No, he does not remember that. The one thought, it must be in his mind, that this guy was from Mount Victory Baptist Church, wherever it is. So the same way our life, when we represent Christ, when we walk our Christian life, we make an impression, we carry Christ with us, not only outside, but also when we are inside, I have an impact in your life and you have impact in my life. We all have impact on each other. So I realize it's very much necessary how we walk, how we talk, how we behave, how we greet, how we smile. If someone is watching you, the kids watching you, how you behave. We keep an example in front of them. We represent a Christian. Wal says, be as you are. And I am also telling you, be as you are. We are Christians. Let's be as a Christian. So that was a good thought and uh, it was a good lesson for me that uh, no one sees it is a Nissan Sandra. It says Mount Victory Baptist Church. Right? We put our label there. Okay, let's go to the uh, topic tonight. I want to uh, bring some thoughts to you. We go to Philippines. Philippians 4, 6, very uh, familiar verse. I saw most, um, many of our Wednesday in prayer meeting, we quote that verse. Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Uh, before we read, we'll pray and then we'll get into the message. Father, we love you. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Jesus, for this wonderful evening.
thank you for a morning service thank you for uh, the wonderful message uh, which you gave we work which worked in my heart and i believe it worked on many people's heart thank you for this evening again and i as i share your message be with me and uh, and whatever i say that you should get glorified thank you for this church again in your mighty name i pray amen philippians 4:6 <clears throat> he says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto god so if you see if you want to divide this verse into four section the first will be be careful for nothing the second part is but in everything by prayer and supplication the third part is which is very important with thanksgiving and the last part is let your request be made known unto god so paul is telling us be careful for nothing in greek it has been called the word is called meden marinate and the same expression which paul gives us is also expressed in matthew 6:25 by lord jesus christ our savior he gave us the same expression that for be careful for nothing so what does he means for nothing to answer to that you find in matthew 6:25 where he says therefore i say unto you take no thoughts for your life what ye shall eat or what shall what ye shall drink nor nor yet for your body what shall ye put on is not the life more than meat and the body than remnant so point here is he's talking here be careful nothing don't worry about that don't worry that what you will eat how you will live don't worry what you will do tomorrow today what you will do tomorrow how will be the next year how will be my life he said don't worry about that once you get saved god will take care provides of our need but in everything he says but in everything by prayer and supplications so this is where he says be careful for nothing paul does not wish his converts right his converts to be careless but to be free from that over anxiety about worldly things which might distract their thoughts and also our thought now from the service of god and hinder our growth in holiness because if we care much about that guess what that care for our worldly things if you agree with me shows our disbelief in god because now you care so much about that particular thing which you want or you needed or you troubles you that you it takes your complete thought or mind from that from Christ the savior to this particular issue so that's where he's telling don't care about that things he will take care because if you concentrate so much on that it will take away your service from god be careful for nothing because be, by your care you will distrust or lack of trust or unbelief in god and that will make us unfit for the service of the lord if we care so much into that in our problems so he is telling be careful for nothing 
but in everything by prayer and supplications. He knows that while you are in this life, you will need the things which you need. He's telling here, but in everything by prayer and supplication, he wants us to pray all the time and not for any specific time that I did the, my prayer in the morning or in just in the afternoon or in the evening or all the three times. No, he's telling whenever you have anxiety, whenever you feel doubtful, whenever you are not feeling good, pray. Whenever there is a God puts you the burden in your heart about someone, just pray wherever you are. Just pray. Whenever you put some, God puts something in your heart, while you're sitting there in your home reading and you, the thoughts comes about the church building, just pray. Whenever someone shows, God shows you about some soul where you try to witness or who is in our church, you want them to be saved, just pray. Whenever you feel anxious about anything in this world, he says, just pray. Just pray to God. Any trouble in this life, any trouble in this life, you just pray. You just pray. You know, and this is very wonderful, but he is not telling. So again, that verse, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. But how? With thanksgiving. How wonderful, with thanksgiving. Let me give you one reason, a very wonderful reason why it should be with the thanksgiving. Because the promise which is there in Philippians 4, 6 is not to the world. It is for the saved people. You became eligible for that because you got saved. And that's itself tell you being thanksgiving. That now this get applies to you, not to the whole world and come and pray for everything. This request, this promise is opens to you that itself tell you to be thankful while you pray. And even the verse says that, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. So in everything we have to thank God. First Peter 5, 7 he says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. For he careth for you. Whatever your troubles are, cast all your care upon him. And you know what will happen? The answer is right there below that. Philippians 4, 7. What a wonderful promise. One more you have. Philippians 4, 7, you are right there. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. You have answer right there. The peace of God will come into your heart when cast all your thing in prayer and supplication and the thanksgiving unto the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. As Pastor mentioned this morning, so many reasons to be thankful and so many verses, and I, when I was uh, sitting there and he said he's talking about thankfulness, I was like, oh, I was also talking about that because God gave me this message. And the same, uh, when I already prepared for this, and he also quoted the same message. So I realized God also wants me to be a thankful. And for every one of us, I'll just quote some uh, uh, verses, which uh, as pastor mentioned in the morning, God's Everyone wants to know God's will. 
or I'm not sure everyone wants to really wants to know or not. I, uh, this is a very good example I like to share with you in back there in India. I don't know if it happens here because I don't know the customer, how the people works. If you have your boss, right, to make it happy, you wants to know what he likes, right? What you likes because the same way you like to represent yourself so that he get pleased, right? He get pleased and then you follow the same thing because you want to be in his good list. Here is your Lord. His will. What is his will for you? His will, as Pastor mentioned in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Concerning you and me. That give thanks. That give thanks. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thankful. I am thankful. I'll tell you why it is needed to be a thankful. If we don't have a thankful heart, guess what will happen? It's very easy for us to backslide. Very easy for us to get into the sin. If you don't have a thankful heart. And that's where it is very much necessary for every one of us who are saved by the blood of Christ, our Savior, to have a thankful heart every day that what he has done for us. I'll give you one uh, good example which happened in, my la in, uh, in two weeks before. So my son, Johan, and uh, he got convicted of something which he should not do. And he came to me and he was crying about it. And he was in very difficult situation. And he was crying loudly and when I see him and he was like, Dad, I'm really sorry I did that, I heard that. I'm sorry about it. He was crying and crying and he was like, Dad, you can spank me if you want, but I'm really sorry, Dad. That moment, and I, I calmed him, I, I explain him, I make him comfort. But till now, since that day, when I see his face while crying, now I'm a father in a flesh. I myself is a sinner, saved by the blood of Christ. Still when I see that face, my heart cries that my son was crying when he was in sin or when he was convicted of sin. Imagine what will happen to God when his children are not thankful. And when we are not thankful, we are backsliding, we are getting into sin. When a father like me, you know, when sees the son, I am also in flesh. I fall every day, I stand every day like you. When I see his face and when I saw him crying, I felt so bad about it. I know First John, First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is for your part. What about God? I mean, when we sin, we just go and he's like, what do you think what he must be thinking? What do you think was his heart, his heart will be when we are sinning and not recognizing that? So the conviction comes to you and then you come to God. What about him? But still our God is so merciful 
and so because of that you should be thankful. I'll give you one more very good example which God showed me and it came to my mind that why we should be thankful. When I was a when I was a child, there was a TV commercial on the television. It is to run for five to 10 minutes. The TV commercial was like this. So there was a, uh, a lady who comes up with that uh, Olympic torch. She comes out from the home and she runs with that Olympic torch and give it to someone and, that play, and pass that torch to the other guy and then he burnt his torch and that old man runs and gives to other one and they they the commercial is all about running and passing the torch then it goes to a young boy then it goes to a old lady then it goes to a old man of different uh, uh, of different uh, ages and then what happens is so it shows that how they walk into the rain how they walk or run from the troubles but still passing the torch and at the very end they comes to their destination where everyone gathers this world was in darkness this world was in darkness the 400 years of silent years from the book of Malachi from the Old Testament this world was in darkness when God gave his only one son who is the light for this world God says, John 1.4, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. John 1.5, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. John 1.9, that was the true, true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. John 8.18, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And that light came on this world. He was light, he is light. What did he did? He gave that light, that flame to Peter. 2000 years before. He burned that torch. Peter took it. He gave through the 3000 people at the Pentecost. They, that light traveled 2000 years. That light which came on this earth, traveled so long. When some family in Hammond, Indiana had that light, there was a boy, his mother or his family must have given to him that take this light. He understood that light. He took that light, carried over till this Virginia, Richmond, and he gave it to me. I'm thankful for that. There was people, there was a people who carried this light all 2000 years, it was still burning. And when I was in dark, that light came to me. He gave me the flame. He gave me the flame. That light travels in 2000 years on so much of persecution, the struggle, the sorrow, the pain, the agony, and it came to me. And you all have the same story if you are saved. Someone carried that flame to you. 
someone bring that flame to you and then you was lighted. The light which you got. Otherwise, where you would have stand in front of eternity, it would have been directly going to hell if the light would have not come to the in this earth and someone must have not given you that light, the gospel. And you got saved. And then you got saved. I'm thankful that I did not participate of 1% of building this church. It was all ready for me to go and sit here. The AC was on, the heater was there, the light was there, the building was all formed. I did not participate in anything. I'm thankful for all the people who, who did this. I'm thankful for all the churches who supported this. I'm thankful for the pastor and all his families and all you people who put all your effort not knowing what will happen, but you keep that light burning. You keep that light burning. And now my job and every one of us, our job, when you get that light, give that torch, pass that flame to others. Be thankful. Be thankful because someone gave you the gospel because that light was passed to you. It is so important, you know, that light which someone gave to me because it has to carry on. It has to carry on. If not, someone else will do or may not. But you lost your opportunity. You lost your opportunity. So I am thankful. I am thankful for everything what God has done for me. How he changed my life. How the darkness in my heart, the light. Two thousands years before when Christ died on the cross, he was watching that there will be Nitin. 2020, there will be all of you in some day, the day you said you will need a savior. That light came forth on the earth just for you and me. Just for you and me. Just think about it. Be thankful. Be thankful for that. God has done so much in my life, my family's life. I'm so thankful for that. I'll tell you one small story and we'll be done. Do you know the Kohinoor diamond. Do you know that the Kohinoor diamond is the biggest and the costliest diamond in the world? That diamond was originally from India. To give the perspective of that diamond, a normal average American for his engagement ring wears a diamonds of a 0.5 or 1 carat. This diamond is 105.6 carat. It costs today's between 10 to 12 billion dollars. Just one diamond. It was found in India. When British was ruling over on India, the diamond was in the custody of a king called Rana Pratap Singh. So he was having that diamond. The British was always having the eye on that diamond because of course everyone wants to have that. Now they're ruling the whole world and of course the India, they definitely want to have that diamond with them. So they fought a war and this Rana Pratap Singh was killed. Now all his family was killed other than his wife and 10-year son whose name was Dulip Singh. 
Now British came in peace with him and asked him, can you give that diamond to us? He took that diamond, a Kohinoor diamond and gave to the British. British took that diamond and presented to their Victoria King in England. This boy Dulip Singh, when grown up, he was 23, he stayed with the, he became a, a family with the British people who were staying there. He grown in that uh, atmosphere and at the age of 23 when he went to British, he went to Britain and he said, I want to see that diamond, the one I gave you 10 years, when I was a 10 year kid. So they was hesitating, but they know he's the one who gave us. He said, okay, we will show you. They brought the diamond and shown to him. He saw that diamond, a Kohinoor diamond, 105.6 carat. What a wonderful diamond it was. He saw the beauty of that diamond and gave back to the Victoria King and, to and told her, now I know the importance of it. I give you again back this. When you got saved, you needed a savior. When you got saved, you needed a savior. There was a need of a savior for you. You gave your heart to Jesus. Now when you are grown in his word, in his knowledge, in his truth, and when you see his love, if you are growing, if you are going more closer to God, and when you see what Christ did for you, now your knowledge is different than the day you got saved. Can you take your heart again back and say, God, I see what you have done for me. I present my heart every day to you. I'm thankful, my Lord Jesus, what you have done for me. Because now you know the more you grow, you know the importance of that. Once you, the day you got saved, you just needed a savior. The day which I got saved, I was not knowing anything. I was blind. A spiritual, there was a zero spiritual understanding for me. But the day when I got saved, it was only one thing in my mind that I need a savior. I repented in my heart, asked God for a forgiveness. I called him in my heart. I gave my heart to him. He changed my heart. But now a year, when I walk with Christ, when I fail and he holds me every time, when I see his mercy on me every day, one day, one week before, when Johan and me, we both was driving, he was sitting, he told me, that dad, the way our life is, how sinner we are, God should kill us right away. I was like, yes, that is right. That is correct. But still his mercy endureth forever. And when you know that, what Christ is doing for us, he done for us, and still his mercy continues in your life. You give your heart to God every day. Be thankful to God what he has done for you and me. And when you are thankful, share that flame, the light of gospel for someone's life who is in darkness because they don't know what they want. They are just struggling. Give them the gospel, pass the flame, pass the light. Be thankful 
and your thankful will can be expressed when you do God's duty, when you serve him. When you are thankful, it will automatically come from your heart that I want to do something for my God. Be thankful for what God has done for us. Thank you. You pass down. Amen. Let's stand in our seats. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Great message. Great reminder. Goes right along with what we talked about this morning. Are you thankful? Are you thankful? Father, we thank you for the message tonight. I pray that you just use it in our hearts the way that only you can, the way that the Holy Spirit wants to. God, that, that, uh, that um, we'd be open to whatever it is that you want us to, uh, to take from the message tonight. And God, where you're speaking to our hearts, I pray that we'd make decisions that would be lasting and that would have an impact not only in our own lives but in the lives of others because of the way that uh, you worked on us. I pray that you would help us to be the light to this world that, that uh, this world needs. And not just this world, God, our world is right here in this community. I pray that you'd help us to be a light here. It's very easy to say, let's be a light to the world and then walk outside the door and, and, and not pass it on, not tell anybody about Jesus Christ. I pray that you'd help us to be to this area what you need us to be and be thankful for, for the fact that you give it to us and that we can share it with others. pray that you'd uh, speak to our hearts tonight, work on our hearts. Thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. As the panel plays, the invitation is open. God's will in your heart.